It is Friday, October 13th, 2023. This is another playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Quick reminder, go get your tickets. Download the SeatGeek app. You can save 10% with the code word Postseason. That's all caps, all one word. Whether you're a returning customer or a newbie, doesn't matter. Just use that keyword, John Boy Postseason. Save 10% off your next purchase, whether it's for baseball playoff tickets, the upcoming NBA season, the NFL, college football, NHL, concert goers. Just do it and save dough. Trevor Plouffe, we've arrived safely at our final four in this little baseball world. Isn't that nice? It is nice. I, I, I like the matchups that we got. Interesting. Um, I think they're going to be very good series. Um, yeah, it's, I'm excited, man. When it gets down to, you know, four teams like this, uh, number one, you got to earn your way here. I love that. All these teams have done it. Um, but now we really get to hyper-focus. I love when we can hyper-focus on the yeah. games. So yeah. I'm excited to to get started here with the CS. Got a couple days to, you know, gather ourselves before Sunday. Um, but I'm excited. All right, so let's start it off with the Phils, whose hat I am donning today. They are off to the NLCS for a second straight year, thanks to the power of Nikki C and a pen which dodged some trouble. Castellanos, high fly ball, way back, goodbye. That's awesome. That's awesome. Before we get to our question, the shot of Liam Castellanos, Nick's son, is was incredible. It was the uh, the almost the Jordan shoulder shrug. No, he's awesome. I love that. Like Castellanos, like has obviously bought these seats for for his kid to be up close and personal. Because a lot of guys will talk about like, "Hey, man, I love that uh, my son is watching me play. See me in these moments. I would love for Teddy to like really remember me." Castellanos is like taking it a step up. Like he's putting him right there. He can talk to him during the game. How cool is that, dude? Yeah. He's a Castellanos is kind of like got life figured out. Yeah. He's an interesting dude. And his post game interviews are certainly. That was hilarious. Is there a question there, Bob? (laughs) It's uh, definitely something to watch. So here's my question. Why, when they're miles behind the Braves in the regular season, has Philly now bested them in consecutive NLDSs? Uh, because it's baseball, man. There's really no like real answer other than that. You know, these are these are short baseball series, and you know how the game is. Uh, I think that if you go back to 2021, I mean, the Braves won the whole dang thing. So, like, they're a good baseball team too. But when you match up two good baseball teams, things happen. I think. Um, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. I mean, the Braves' offense didn't show up at all this series. They didn't show up at all, and the Phillies' offense did. I think these teams matched up really well against each other. Um, but uh, it's just kind of – it's who gets hot in the series. That's that's it, man. Like, I, I don't think the Phillies are so much better than the Braves. I, I don't. I think these teams match up very closely, uh, but in baseball – uh, this is how it goes. That's why the that's why the Diamondbacks who won eighty four games are in the NLCS. Man, they are 
getting hot at the right time. Like they're putting it all together at the right time. So uh, I, I think that's the only answer that I really have is that that's the sport of baseball. That's the way series kind of go. Like it's, it's momentum. It's, it's who, who gets the big hit in what situation. Um, and right now with the format that we have and the Phillies having to come and continue to play baseball and, you know, stay sharp, I think, I think it helped them in this series. I really do. And I know that we're going to get into it a little more, but I think overall my general answer for your question would be it's just baseball. So I I do like the way that the Phillies are constructed, right? They've got a superstar that they could lean on come October. And the last two Octobers, you'd be hard-pressed to say there's a player that's been better in the playoffs outside of Jordan Alvarez. Bryce Harper has lived up to it. Go look at the teams who said goodbye. Ronald Acuna, whom we'll talk about shortly, did not show up. Mookie yep. Betts did not show up. Freddie Freeman did not show up. There's only so many stars. Like, we like to use, oh, he's a superstar. There aren't many of them. I'm sorry. Certainly in the world that I live in, there aren't very many of them. All those guys I just mentioned are superstars. Only one has been consistent over the last couple postseasons, and that's Bryce Harper. So check mark there. The other part of a short series, you need a third starting pitcher to show up. The Phillies got that with Ranger Suarez, yep. who actually ended up being the guy who started games one and four. He was phenomenal. The Braves kicked it around. They didn't know what they were doing until the day of game three. Now, part of that was because Charlie Morton got hurt. Yep. But that's part of this deal, man. Go ask the Dodgers. Yep. Dealing with injuries. If you don't have a backup plan, people will say, well, what would the what would the Phillies have done if the, one of their top three starters was injured? I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. They might have been screwed as well. But the fact is they weren't. So if you're a 104-win team during the year, you damn well better have a plan B, and they did not have a good enough plan B. Um, And I just think Philly's got a bunch of dudes, man. They got dudes who understand where they are, they're led by the most alpha male in the sport in Bryce Harper. JT Realmuto behind the plate is incredible. Trey Turner does his thing. Castellanos is kind of like the wild card. Schwarber, <laughs> one of the great leaders in the, that we've had in this sport in the last seven or eight years. What do you want to say? The Braves have that too. Oh, they oh really do they? Do. I think do so. They? Okay, I, I'll be... I wanted to get you're, you're going up. For... You're going up and you're going down the lineup and you're telling mm -hmm. me that the Braves don't have what? They were we were calling them the 1927 Yankees in what terms do you, what of do you production. Mean? In terms sure. of production. What, so what are you saying? Like the the the, the, the mentality is different. I think that when we get to question two, which is it, what did the Braves have to do in the offseason? I think that that's could be part of my answer. Um, OK, leadership. I think there are some questions, maybe. Okay. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't I don't mind you saying that. It just feels like with Philly. I told that... I told people this. I said this is the best clubhouse in baseball. And yeah. everyone's like, how do you know? I'm like, well, I don't I'm not in every single clubhouse, but I know a bunch of these dudes, and they're a bunch of dogs. They're a bunch of superstars who are baseball rats. And when you have that combination, fucking look out. That's what the Astros do too, by the way. So, speaking of clubhouses, how great was it when we were watching the celebration and they already had the Attaboy Harper? He wasn't supposed to hear it on the back of the T-shirt. 
<laughs> that is the the back of the t-shirt is in my opinion better than the front. Yeah, that was a bad that's a it's a bad quote right there. You say something in public and you're like, oh, he wasn't supposed to hear. Well, you said it in public and he did hear it and he did hit two homers and he did stare at you. And it is a story now. And Alana Rizzo is getting mad at everyone because of it. Uh, whoever put those shirts out, those things are going to sell out in the city of Philadelphia. Like for game one on oh, Monday night. Shop.johnboymedia.com has an attaboy shirt if you want to go yes, check we that do. out. Yes, we do. Um. Philly's pen was all a little bit all over the place, but they hung on for dear life. That was like a roller coaster ride. I, I I was nervous, and I'm not even a Philly fan. Yeah, Topper took his chance there. I mean, bringing Kimbrel really? in the seventh, and that's got to be interesting for Kimbrel to go in at that point. I don't. I mean, how many times has he been in before the ninth in his career? It can't be too many. Well, um, he did. He was a setup guy the last. Well, I'm year. saying over. I mean, over the course of his long story career, he's ready to come in in the ninth, and that does yeah. make a difference, people. Um. Yeah, he pushed all the right buttons, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll finish with this on Philadelphia. Obviously, the biggest difference was there's going to be several moments in short series. The Braves had two of them, and that, that was it. It was the Riley home run to give him the lead in game two and the Harris yeah. catch. And other than that, every other moment was Philly, right? Harper's home runs, Castellanos' home runs, Trey Turner, who had been 0 for 17 in his career, uh, in the regular season against Spencer Strider, knocking him around the yard, I think, for three hits and getting four on the night. Um, the Rojas catch, that moment. I, I, I thought that ball was going off the wall, by the way. The way he, like, slowed down at the end. Yeah, I thought, first of all, when I first saw the pitch, I thought he got jammed. That's oh, it was easy out. The ball kept right. going. And I think what he did there, people are like, oh, it was an easy catch. Like, he just made it seem like that to get, you know, on sports center. It's like, no, like that part of the field right there, how it juts back in left center. He was just navigating where he was in that corner, that little pyramid out there. And he did a great job adjusting his body, body control makes the catch. Um, somebody, I think predicted that he was going to do that. The series a while ago. I think yes, it was you me. did. By the way, shame on you. Sports center doesn't cover both baseball. That's so true. You know what they did cover? This is so funny and such like a where we're at in society and, and specifically ESPN. Um, they cover the attaboy thing and like the clubhouse yeah, drama because of course they did. Yeah. Well, that's what it's become. Uh, so now let's move on to the uh, to the Braves. Hundred plus win season stalls out in the first round yet again. So their record setting offense went quiet. Now they are going home. Here is one of their relievers, A.J. Mint. When you put on this uniform, you know, as a team, we expect nothing more than a World Series. And most, if, you know, a lot of organizations aren't that way. And I think that's what separates us. And, you know, we've had a lot of personal ach achievements this year that were truly incredible. And I couldn't be more happy for those guys. And, but as a team, you know, we failed. That's about as succinct as it can be. Good job by him. What would you do if you're their GM, Alex Anthopoulos, moving forward? I mean, he constructed a great roster. There's really nothing that he can do. I know where you're going to go with your answer, so I'll let you go down that path. I, I I don't think there's much to do. I mean, maybe not win the division and play in the wild card round. I I, I think people are going to hate my take on 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 that, but I I do think they're. 
there is an issue with it. Five days off is a long time in baseball. It's we'll a long time. We'll I get know. to that. But so you don't think that there's anything. By the way, your answer could be not much. They just got beat. I don't, I don't think series. he needs. Yeah, I don't think he needs to do much. He went up against a buzzsaw in the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's when you get to a five game set like this. It's like I said in the first question here, and my answer was it's just baseball. I mean, it's just baseball. Like, hmm. not the best team, the best constructed team doesn't win every single year. And there's only one happy team at the end of the year. So, like, this roster's great. He's done – I mean, we spent the entire year praising what they do in Atlanta. They're the gold standard. They're taking care of their young guys, locking them up. They're making good trades. They've done everything right. Everything right. So, I mean – uh, maybe add a few more starting pitchers to to make sure you have like extreme depth. I can say that maybe, but other than mm-hmm. that, I don't know, man. I think that they just ran in to a team that's hot and that has like, I mean, they are in, I picked them to win the world series because they, I think they came in after losing the world series to have that chip on the shoulder and be bloodthirsty to get back. I think that's what they ran into, man. So we can't just sit here and praise this team all year long. And then when they lose one series to another very, very good baseball team, be like, Oh, you got to change so many things. I don't think that's the case at all. I think they continue to continue to stay the course. Um, And then again, yeah, we'll talk about the layoff, but what do you think, Chris? I agree. I agree. I don't think that there's much that you should do. I love it because they're one of the few teams that basically trots out the same lineup every day. They had a platoon system in left field between Rosario and Pilar. That was pretty much it. Every other position on the field is basically taken. That's a good team. And by the way, next year, I think their highest paid player is going to be Matt Olson at $22 million. Cunha makes $21. Strider's making a million next year. A million dollars. Michael Harris Jr. is making five. Sean Murphy's making seven. So if they want to, now to me, the most interesting thing will be, what do they do with Freed? He's entering the last year of his deal. Yeah. Are they going to extend him? I don't think so. Um, they need him. They need a healthy Max Freed. You know, I think if he has the ability to go seven innings instead of five innings in a playoff game, that can help them a little bit. I mean, yeah, that's Some another the- layoff that they had. Max Fried hadn't pitched in a big league game since the be- right, uh, middle three of and September, a half right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of things happened there um, that were unconventional. Um, so, yeah, I mean, are, you you were starting to say that you think they yes. need a leader in the clubhouse. Well, no, no, I'm curious about it. I can't say that because I don't like it. I don't like it when pe- people said the same thing about the Dodgers. Like, they need fiery players. How do you know how fiery Freddie Freeman is? He seemed pretty hot after the game. Just because he's not this doesn't mean he's not a fiery player. So with the Braves, I will. I do want to ask you this. Ronald Acuna did not speak to the media last night. He said, I got to go catch the bus while everybody else was talking. Is that a, is that a story or not? Kind of brutal. If you, I mean, to be honest with you, like I would rather him sit and talk to the media. Here's my take on it. And it doesn't have anything to do with the media. Everybody's like, well, who cares if he shuns you guys? Has zero to do with the media and everything to do with the accountability of his Accountability, yeah, 100%. Teammates, that wears thin. You can't be the guy who's going to stand there 
when you're stealing your 73rd bag or hitting your 40th home run and be like, yeah, let's talk. And then when you hit 143 yes. in a series, yes, yes, that doesn't, right? You have to, if you're going to sit up there and take your flowers, you need to get up there and take your booze. It's the 100% that means something in the clubhouse. 100% that means something in the clubhouse. Your leader needs to be a leader. And that means standing up and talking after games like this. So the other side of that discussion would be, well, maybe Ronald Acuna is not a leader. Just because you're the best player doesn't mean you need to be the leader. But does somebody have to say something to him on the team? And I guess that's where I'm getting to. If nobody says anything to him in this clubhouse and just lets lets that fly, isn't that part of a bigger issue or is it not? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of guys with like accolades and, and, and big contracts and dirt on their spikes. Like there are plenty of guys that can do that. They could go up to him look him right in the eye as equals and say, you need to get your ass up there. You're the faces of our franchise. You are. You got to talk to people. Now, will they do that? I don't know. If they don't, if they don't do that, is that where they need to get stronger then? Do you need, I keep using him as an example because I think he is one of the best in baseball at it. And part of the reason he gets paid, Justin Turner. Like, is that a sort of guy that you need to be able to go up to dudes and be like, come on, man, that's not how yeah. you do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a great example of it. I think there's a lot of guys in the game that can show up and insert themselves. I mean, not, excuse me, I don't think there is a lot of guys in the game that can just show up into a random clubhouse and demand respect. There's not a lot of guys. It's very difficult to do that, switch teams, and kind of have, you know, um, people – respect you and and listen to you. It's it's a difficult thing to do. But Justin Turner's one of them. Um Tommy Pham, I mean, I think he could be it. Like you need wow. someone that's not afraid, yeah, to speak their mind and tell people how it is. They have to be professional. You have to lead by example as well. I think Justin Turner is a great uh fit there, except I don't know like where he would play and all that. But like as far well, you as you could trade it you could trade being, it Ozuna. Being in the clubhouse. Yeah, Turner would be great. But yeah, I think that if you're telling me what do they need to get past, you know, this, I think that's a a decent example. Yes. Yeah. Someone that's, that's someone's gonna hold everyone accountable. Because look, we're talking about the Astros. Um, that's what they have. I forget who it was. They came out and said the difference here. I think it was JV. So the difference that the Astros have over everybody else is that our superstars like love the game and they just expect you to work. And if and they set the bar themselves, and if you're not doing it, they will say something to you. But most guys just do it because if that guy is mm-hmm. working his ass off and he's done all that he's done in his career, I better do the same thing. So I mean that in a in a baseball clubhouse that means a lot. And once again, we're not saying that this doesn't happen in the Braves clubhouse. What we're saying is that Alex Anthopoulos has to at least that this is what I'm saying. I don't know if you agree with me is that Alex Anthopoulos has to get a real feel for what's going on in that clubhouse. And I would talk to guys and ask them, what is it that went wrong? Is there something that I can do to to make it – you don't think that's right? No, I, I just think that they just lost a tough series to a really good team. So I don't think it's like, wow, these guys need to change everything up. No, but like if Not you're – everything. We're going through it with a fine-tooth comb right now. Yeah, like a 
I think any team, not just the Braves, any team is better served with a guy, a leader. Look at look at Longo in the snakes, dude. You, I'm telling you, him and Fam coming over, setting the example was huge for this team. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't question that. All right, want to tell you a little bit about Mova Globes. Okay, if you're looking for something for a friend or a family member that seemingly has everything, these things are in constant motion. They are powered by ambient light. And I got to tell you, I have sat here like looking at it for 10 minutes occasionally, and I just feel better <laughs> about myself. It's one of those like calming influences. It's got hidden magnets that provide the movement. So there's no batteries. There's no cords that make it ugly. See, it just sits on this question. beautiful. I have a question. I have to stop you. Yeah. My globe only moves when I have like sunlight. Like my my lights here in front of me doesn't make it move. This thing is a it's like a genius globe. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that fake light, bro. Like exactly. give me the real light. Go put it near the natural light, and it does its thing. Now it's available in over forty designs, and that includes sports, uh, world maps, outer space, famous artwork, and more. It's an official MLB partner, so Mova is proud to present this unique baseball memorabilia. It's perfect for both classic baseball collectibles enthusiasts and devoted fans. As of right now, there's a half dozen teams that are represented. Dodgers, Cubs, Giants, Astros, Red Sox, Yankees. But all 30 teams are coming next season. And if you order now, get 10% off all officially licensed MLB MOBA globes when you use the code BT10. That is BT10. So go order your globes now with the link in the description. Enjoy. You will be able to take a deep breath say namaste and feel better about your daily life. Let's get it going. ALCS is a Texas two-step. Astros will host the Rangers beginning Sunday night on your local Fox affiliate. Uh, Verlander against Avaldi Montgomery. We'll find out over yeah. the weekend. I think, they, so, I think they announced on MLB.com Montgomery. Okay. All right. Good. So we've got a bunch of topics here. Let's not spun, spend a ton of time on each. But grading scale is one to five. Five being most true. One is a good try, Chris. First topic, Jordan and Seager are the most important offensive players for their respective teams. Uh, Two. I think that uh, this series is going to take uh, many players to go offensively. So uh, I think we're going to try to pitch around Jordan a little bit if you're the Rangers. Uh, same thing with Seager. If you're the Astros, it's 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 what happens around them. And what do you do with runners in scoring position? I think is going to be uh, the biggest um, test here. I'll say this. I think the most important um, batters are going to be the leadoff hitters. I think this is going to be a momentum series. And if you continue to get the leadoff man on base and and and, and have that pressure on these defenses, I think that's going to be the most important thing. It's almost like you cheated off my sheet. I'm also going to go with a two. Marcus Simeon is the most important one for the Rangers. He's four for 23 with two doubles, and that's it in the playoffs. He's got to get back to being a dude up there. And for me, Jose Abreu, we saw it against the Twins, what he did. Uh, over 300 average, three homers, eight ribs so far in the playoffs, and he's going to get that shot, particularly against left-handed pitching. We know that Montgomery's there. Heaney's going to play a valuable role. Martin yep. Perez might be a guy that you see out there as well. So he's going to get his shots. 
Uh, question two, if Fromber doesn't return to Fromber form, Houston will struggle this series. No, because if he struggles, they have Hunter Brown to come in and mop up. I think that's one of the – I have to give you a, a number. I'm sorry. Uh, that's two. okay. Uh, two. Uh, because they have the plan. They have that plan, man. Like, they are set up with their pitching. Dusty knows how to navigate it. I don't think Framber will struggle, but if he does or if any of their starters struggle, having a guy like Hunter Brown just waiting to eat up innings, save your pen, is huge. So I'll give it a two. I'm going to give it a little more, three, uh, and it's a twofold response. He did not have a great season against the Texas Rangers. He gave up 12 runs in 16 and two-thirds. Fromber had a really interesting season, right? The guy he has did. a no-hitter. He looked spectacular times in the first half. Then he wanted to go pitch in the All-Star game, and he didn't get a chance to, and he was upset with the team, and the team said, no. like, it was some weird shit going on. But this is his round to shine, the ALCS. Five starts in his career, a 1-8-2 ERA, 33 strikeouts in less than 30 innings pitched. For whatever reason, this is it. This is like the round he goes. So he has a chance to kind of slam the door maybe on Texas or open it up for them. So I'm going to say a little bit more. Uh, next question. The Rangers need Max Scherzer to make the roster and pitch well in order to have a shot. Two, again, they haven't had him all postseason, and they've done just fine. It will be nice to have him for game four. I think it's going to go Montgomery, Ivaldi, Heaney, Dunning, Scherzer, um, and then back to those guys again. So I think it would be a plus for them. Um, but he's got to be like – you can't have – the reason I say two is I, you have to have like a sharp, healthy Max Scherzer. I don't want an 80% Max Scherzer out there. If he's not, if he's not 100%, I do not want him facing – a lineup like the Astros. So I'll, I don't think they need him. If he's at a hundred percent, they would like to have him. Yes. I want to see him make the roster. I think it's a great story. Uh, I'll say it too. Um, I think Andrew Heaney is actually the most important guy in their roster pitching wise. I really think so. He had two games against Texas this year where he had five shutout innings. Another one he did not pitch well in, but he's got the ability. He can throw it. He can miss bats. Um, Texas's bullpen will be a bigger story than Houston's. You can take this a this lot one's of ways. Tough for me. Yeah, this one's tough for me. Um, I will say four. I do agree with this. It's going to be a bigger story either way. It's either they're going to be really good and, uh, you know, get the job done when everyone thought that they stunk, including you. So that'll be a big story. Or mm -hmm. it could go the other way where they get exposed finally and you can take your roses, see rose. No, no, I don't want, I'm not oh, rooting well, you for this said to they happen, stink. but that's fine. I also thought that they were going to get laughed out of the building by the Mariners. That doesn't mean I like, I dig this. Oh, story. the Mariners stink now. Wow. Chris, you are just going after everybody today, but well, you know what I'm saying? The they did. You know what I'm saying though? I think they are going to be a big part of this series. Either they're going to step up and Bruce Bochy is going to be bullpen God. And we're going to be like, mm -hmm. dude, this guy's figured it out. Like way to get him these lanes. Or we're going to be saying, wow, they need to figure something out next year if they want to do anything because the Astros just obliterated your bullpen. One of those two things is going to happen. Yeah, because even if Houston does it, we've we've seen Houston's bullpen do it. So they, they can't possibly be a bigger story. God, unless they lose like three games because their bullpen stinks. Houston's and I bullpen is gonna not going to lose three games. Oh, I, my I'm with goodness. you. That's the only way that it becomes a bigger story yeah, than yeah. Texas's. So it's a, a clear five for me. Last one. A pro athlete from each city will show up at some point in Houston and in Arlington. Five. 
they were showing everybody in the in the Phillies game last night. Yeah. Joel you know, Embiid, I love players. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, especially when you get to the CS. I feel like now it's like okay, athletes, I'm gonna go get my shine. I'm gonna go get mm-hmm. shouted out on TV. You know, mm-hmm. people are gonna be tweeting at me or xing at me. So I think this is a five, no doubt. Uh, and you know what? What I what I know about a lot of athletes in other sports, most of them played baseball growing up. Not most. I think they did, uh, Chris. Especially football players. Basketball players are a little different because you're like, you're just too tall. <laughs> like you just like basketball, basketball, basketball. A lot of football players that I've talked to uh, grew up playing baseball as well. So a lot I of think, defensive I think everyone kind of likes him. Yeah. A lot of defensive backs played receivers because they can track the ball. Guys in the NFL when they're doing their draft evaluation love guys who played outfield. Yeah, in baseball because they can track a ball. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's a four or five, probably cl- leaning closer to five. I'm curious if, like, will Dak Prescott make it next week to the games in Texas? Midweek? Maybe. Maybe a night? Yeah. Possibly. We'll see. Oh, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate right now. I think he needs to just focus. Is Jason Kelsey going to show up to a Philly game? He's kind of like the he's kind of like the talk of the town, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Really good one. Jalen right. Hurts show up? Yeah. Uh, well... Jalen Hurts is waiting for the World Series again so they could root for his Oh, that's so true. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. All right. Speaking of which, the Astros, the only team with a bye to advance in the playoffs, Uh, O's, Braves, Dodgers, all went home. In fact, none of the five teams that boasted the most wins in the regular season moved on to the LCS. Is there an issue with the playoff structure? I mean, let's just like look at this objectively, people. I know you're gonna say, "Well, the Astros didn't have a problem with it." There's a there's a, there is a problem with it. the The five game layoff or the five day layoff is not the advantage that most people think it is. Yes, you get to set up your pitching. Yes, you get to rest guys and get them healthy. That's nice, but the the you go through an entire season, 162 games in 180 days. You just don't have you you rare you don't even have. Like the All Star break is what three days? I think Sun uh, Sunday. You, you usually come back. There's Friday. a game on Thursday usually, right? One one game. You you might practice on that Thursday because you don't want to have an extended layoff. Uh, it's just not good for baseball players. And I'm telling you, as a baseball player, when you take four or five days off, like things, it feels a little weird at the plate. Like you, and you can't simulate it. Like people think, oh, we're gonna have these games and it's gonna be, you know, uh, inner squad and it's gonna be fine. Like you just, you just can't really simulate it. So how um, do you solve it? I don't know, Chris. I, you either, you either have to take away some of the postseason teams, which that's not gonna happen, right? Um, or you go back to like a a, a one game wild card thing. And I don't think so- that's gonna happen because they like the games. So I don't know how with this amount of teams that you solve it. Like you just kind of can't. Right. Do you have a solution? No, it is a problem. By the way, no matter what Brian Snicker said after the game, he's just being, you know, a leader and not making excuses, but like, really like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to take that layoff and then come back and get right back into the swing of things. It's not the advantage that people want it to be. It's just not. If you had a choice, Let's say um, you had a choice. Let's make it so that um, if you're one of the top two seeds, you could either play the wild card round. 
You only have to win one game. The other team has to win two. Okay? So you only have to win one out of possible three games. You could still have most of your pitching lined up by the weekend. That way you don't have to have that time off. You could try and stay sharp. What do you think? You either choose to play in the wild card or take the five days? Yes, but if you choose to play, you only have to win one while the other team has to win two or three, whatever we want to make it, you, so that there's a true advantage. Let's make it I three. Guess... The other team has to sweep you. You only have to win one game. But if you play one game, you could stay a little sharper. You play it on Tuesday to start. If you win that, we'll see you Saturday. That way you won't have five days off. I think the travel needs to be pared down a little bit. Maybe that could help. I I don't. Your your things it putting me just. I can't even think about that right now. Is that interesting though? Ha- it's never gonna happen. But I, do, I, I it is interesting. Is it interesting? It is interesting. I think maybe you got to suck it up and and get rid of some travel days. That doesn't it's really matter. The only way it doesn't matter. How does it not matter? Well, because the game ends. It, it they have to build in a three game series as it is sure. right now. Tuesday, sure. Wednesday, Thursday have to build it in. Well, let's go. That's what I'm saying. Let's go Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Play Thursday. So season ends um, Sunday go. at six o'clock Eastern. Go. Yeah, you're you a wild card out team. Where you're you, going. you you should have. That's your disadvantage. You got to go. So it you play sucks. Monday. It sucks for so everybody. You play Monday, involved. Tuesday, Wednesday. Then do you play Thursday? You start yes. the yes. Start the series Thursday. I mean, we're trying to solve this issue right here. Hmm? That's one way to do it. I think it's just going to stay the same. I don't think they're going to make any changes to this. They won't make any People are just going to have to suck it up. And yep. maybe that is the best solution. But if we're trying to find a solution, we have to get rid of some of the off days. That doesn't really work either. So basically, people, guess what? We're stuck. This is what we got, and it's well, okay. But we want to be problem it, solvers. I like being a problem solver. I'm trying to help. Th- yeah. I'm just saying it's going to stay the way it is. You got to have to learn how to deal with it. But if you're out here saying it's not an issue to take those – uh, days off, it's, you're wrong. You're wrong. All right, before we get out of here, it's our Seeky question of the week. We want to thank everybody for sending it in. The person who's going to get a $1,000 credit to use on the Seeky app is Noah Wallert. I believe I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Well, that's a not. tough one. I'm going to try Wallert. Wallert? W-A-L-L-A-E-R-T. Well, congratulations, Noah W. If you had to sell someone who does not watch baseball on the Major League Baseball postseason by showing them one highlight, which highlight would it be? I expanded to make it all time. It's not just all time. All time. If you want, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. You go first. Okay. I did put let's make it all time. Oh. Here we go. You can figure out what it is. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Don't do that. Into deep left center from Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That's pretty good. So not only an extra inning home run in front of the home fans and all the Homer hankies by a future Hall of Famer in Kirby Puckett, Jack Buck with one of the legendary calls of all time saying we'll see you tomorrow night 
means that I'm not only drawing you in for tonight, you're dying to know how this story ends. Well, I got to watch tomorrow night. So we've done our job. How about for you? I mean, there's so many. Holy shnikes. Uh, right off the bat, my head goes to um, Jose Bautista's bat flip. Uh, Good one. Which was awesome. And the energy there was crazy. How could you not want to see how the rest of it played out? Um, I want to go to Raja Davis. Uh, game seven, Homer against Chapman. End mm-hmm. the game right there for you, Chris. You didn't want to know what happens after that. I gave um, Kirk, I, I, I'll go with Kirk Gibson. I think that's, to me, it's the most Great iconic. One. It's the most iconic postseason at bat because of the backstory, him being, you know, hobbled in, in the training room and, and thinking about Tommy Lasorda just like calling for him and him hobbling down and remembering about the 3 2 slider with Eckersley. Uh, you know, everything, the fist pump. It was in LA. I mean, there's so many storylines to it. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go with that. Although I do think like the visual of, Raja and Jose is a little bit better, I guess, probably because we have better cameras now. Yeah, more angles and all that stuff. Um, but the moment itself, I will, I'll go Kirk Gibson. Yeah, so that's that. And you have, and you have Vin on the call. Uh, it's a good one for Kirk Gibson. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in a year, can you do a, can you do the Vin call? There no, we'd never do that. Do it. No, do I'm best. not going to do it for. No, you don't ever do impersonations of legends like that. In the year of the improbable, the impossible has happened. Pretty damn good. All right. This was fun. Lengthy again. We're back at it again on Monday. We will uh, wrap up game one of the ALCS, preview game two, and we'll set the stage for the National League Championship Series between the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Booth, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.